0: No, this the city is God's idea, it's God's invention, and God's intention. And you know, in a city, we can always see so many attractions why people come here. Uh, last week, that when we go to the city, okay, have shelter, and not only we have satisfaction with things that we need, but not only that, it's a place of salvation. Not only a refuge for the things that you are need, okay? But also a refuge where God will bring salvation into your life, into your family's life, and even to your whole community. But the city is not only a place of attraction. The city is also a launching pod, a launching pod for missions. Because as we make disciples, as we honor God here in this city, in the metro, this is what will happen. God will use in each and every one person who knows Jesus Christ, to go out there, outside the city, maybe in the provinces, to make an impact not only in one nation, but to every nation. That's why as we come here today and study here today, we're not only going to talk about a certain city, okay, or our city, but we're going to talk about the eternal city, all right? And the has promised us an eternal city which we will all go when the mission of God is accomplished. Can we stand on our feet today as you read? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, tonight. Now, who among you here are familiar with the book of Hebrews, right? One of my favorite books in the New Testament because it talks about faith. talks about faith in the midst of circumstances. Faith in the midst of suffering. And Hebrews is actually is an encouraging, encouraging book. And if you are depressed, okay? If you are anxious, okay? I encourage you today, read the book of Hebrews, especially chapter 11, because you will be encouraged in your faith no matter what you're going through in your circumstances today. All let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 uh, to 10. It says here, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place, and he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that you are God who is faithful, God who is good, God who is gracious in our life. And I pray that, Lord, whatever you have purpose and plan for us, Lord, I pray that we will look past our circumstances and look forward to your promises, Lord. I pray that we will not just, uh, Lord, say that we are just here for a certain reason, just for a specific reason why we're here. But you not only that, but you have a bigger reason why we're all here, and that is for us, Lord, to be used by you. I pray that as we hear, uh, hear your word today, we will be transformed. And not only that, Father God, we will see a bigger vision more than what we see ourselves in ourselves and even in our nation. Father God, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, Lord we thank you even for those who are sick today, even when, if you are sick today, can we we'll just lift your hands if your family that are sick today, I we'll just want to take this time to pray for the sick, because for some of us we 've been sick for the last few weeks, right, but I felt like I just need to pray this before we say to the word because it's better to have a, bi- a good body, to listen to the Word. You can pray for us and be in faith. Lord, we pray for those people who are sick today, even for their families. Thank you that you said in your Word that, Lord, by your wounds we are healed. That's why, Lord, as we take those communion, para kanina, Lord, which represents your body, kagina, Lord, the bread that represents your body. Lord, we're also saying by faith that by your wounds, by your stripes, by the body that you have sacrificed on the cross, it has the, has the power to heal empowered to restore our bodies whatever sickness and disease that we have lord i pray that we will receive that healing today lord give us the grace to receive that healing lord in jesus name we pray amen and amen please take your seat so as i mentioned kagina no it's a hebrews as a book of encouragement okay why the author okay wrote this letter is because he's pertaining to a certain Church, okay, a, 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 a Jewish church, okay, a church of, of Christ, and, and, with, and during that time that has going, going through suffering. In verses, in chapter 10, the chapter before, verse, of course, chapter 11, uh, one that we read, it says there that, but we recall the former, but recall the former days when, after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle and with sufferings. But among you, were going through struggles. Well, whether finances, emotions, okay, all of this. I think, I believe all of us can, go, can relate to this, You're going through struggles, okay? Some of us are emotional, struggling, struggling emotionally okay, in your relationship, maybe in your community, maybe in your workplace. Maybe you need wisdom. All of us are somehow going through struggles almost every day. But this is really uh, natural for us, okay? You'll know that you are alive and you're facing struggles, Right? You know that you're alive, and you're facing pressure all the time because that's what being alive is. And you break through the struggles. And this is what the, the, the author of the Hebrews is saying to this church. Recall the former days when you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. Your confidence in what? The confidence in your faith in God, your confidence in the promise of God. For you have need of endurance. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what? The promise. The promise of God. Who among you here knows that there is a lot of promises here in the book of God? They say that they have, we have 6,000 promises here. And that's a problem sometimes for us. we are anxious of the future because we don't know what the promise holds for us. What God prepares for us in the future. That's why my friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, do not let do not depart from this Word of God. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that, Lord, when you do everything written in it, you will be prosperous and successful. That's Joshua 1.8. That's why we need to know the promises of God. And we need to know what He holds for us so that we will not give up. Don't give up. God is saying not give up because God is not giving up on you. And He's not giving up in His promises for you. That's the point of the book of Hebrews during the time. And if you're going through challenges, the Bible says, do not throw away your confidence. Do not throw away your relationship with God. Because this is your confidence. This is what your confidence should be. Your foundations in the Word of God. Because that's where promises come. That's why in Hebrews 11, the author proceeded with having faith. In Hebrews 11, faith is being sure of what we hope for and being certain of what we do not see. He explained what faith is, and not only he explained what faith is, he gave examples of people who had faith and never gave up in their struggles, despite and in spite of the suffering that they go through. And one of the first people that they mentioned there, the author mentioned is the patriarch, Abraham, the father of faith. Righteousness was credited to him because of his faith in God. It's not about his goodness. It was his faith in the Lord. That's why salvation is by faith through grace. It's not about our works so that we can never boast about it. So when we have faith in God and what He has done for us, it is as if whatever the promise of God is saying in the Word is true in our lives. That's what faith is all about. Today, we're going to talk about three undeniable truths. Truth about the Word of God, about the call of Abraham. What are the things, the three realities about Abraham's call when God called him to a purpose and a calling during that time to go to another nation, which he doesn't know. First is, there was an unknown inheritance when God called him to leave his place and go to another country. Verse 8 says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called. Abraham, when God called him immediately, say immediately, he obeyed. He obeyed during that time and go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance and went out not knowing where he was going. Abraham had everything that he needs where he was before. He was a wealthy man. He was from a wealthy family. He had a lot of properties and a lot of things. And it's, there's so many reasons for him to stay there where he was. But God called him to get out of the place, and God promised him of an inheritance, an inheritance that you have not seen yet. But even this, Abraham, it was said in the Bible, even in Genesis, that he he just knew God because of his parents, and he knew that God who he is. And when he God called them personally, you know what? You know when God calls you personally. But during that time, when Abraham went out of his place, he went out with his whole household. Now he he doesn't have a son there, okay? But those are the sons of his servants, okay? The sons of his maids, okay? The sons of all the people there, and even brought his nephew Lot. All this thing he brought with him. Running through, walking towards a place where he doesn't know. And he walked from miles and miles and miles to a place in the middle of a desert, to a place where they don't know. Only the things that he was holding on to was the promise of God. The promise of God that I will give you an inheritance. Everywhere you go in the Bible, you will see this kind of story of God calling out people from the place where they are to a place towards where God has promised them. Because part of God's redemptive plan is to send His children to bless the cities, to bless nations, to bless tribes everywhere they go. In in the book, uh, Why Cities Matter to God… It says that when the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, it included blessing the people and the city. His name was made great and he was made a blessing. This is one of the only things that Abraham was holding on to. When God said to him in Genesis 12, says now, the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing and that's the purposes of God go where you I'm calling you because whatever you have here right now it's nothing compared to what I can give to you I will bless you where are you right now in your faith maybe you need to trust God more maybe we need to trust God more that's the promise of God what are the things that God is telling us to let go and let this be set aside? Because my plans for you is greater. My plans for you is bigger than what you think of. Why? Because I am your God, my friend, my child. And I'm here for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And everything that I've promised for you is not temporal. It's eternal. Right? Right? But that's not really what happened during that time when abraham went there when he arrived there in the place where god told him to go in canaan this is what happened god does when god makes a blessing promise of blessing it doesn't mean that you will have a comfortable life sometimes we try to pray to god lord give me this bless me and we think like the blessing of god means comfortable life no it's not comfortable i tell you you will not be in comfortable places but you just know that there's more than in it, that God is more than anything that you need. In this what in what world can offer to you right now? And what the people around you can offer right now? And three second truth about the call of Abraham: He lived an uncomfortable life, because God does not promise us long to be comfortable. Actually, when you answer the call of God, we'll always be uncomfortable, because we're always gonna look. Okay, stay in our comfort zone. We will not get out of our boats. We will not get out of our, of our, of our comfort. Why? Because that's who we are. We, we're, we just want to be here, stay here, right? But by faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents. Remember, he has a household there. He has a properties there, herds, where he came from. But God put them in a place where he will live in tents with Isaac, heirs with him, of the same promise. Talking about three generations living on the same condition because of the promise of God. This is the tents they were living during that time. And there were like a neighborhood, a community of tents. But why would they tell? We'd be willing to stay there. Because Abraham believed the promise of God, despite not seeing any visible signs or confirmation. To Abraham, God's promises are as real as the promise of God. Why? Because Hebrews 11.1 is faith. It says, now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. And different versions is the the evidence of things not seen. Faith is acting on God's promise and living in the context of the present future promise and not on the present circumstances. Now, when God called me here in this full-time ministry, I think 10 years, more than 10 years ago, I didn't see myself speaking in front of people. I didn't see myself going to Visayas and preaching the gospel and, and, and raising campus vision. I didn't see that. Only one thing that I saw was the promise of God that if you are faithful with small things, He will be faithful with you. He will give you big things. But if you're here today, not knowing where you are to go, when what to do? Stress the word of God. Faith, faith is acting on God's promise, even in despite and in spite you're not seeing it. Not on your circumstances, because faith is not focused on the present and temporal, but f- focused on the future and eternal promise of God. And and Abraham went out there, went towards the place where he God called him out of his comfort zone, and into the uncomfortable life. He was just seeing the promise of God despite the circumstances that he's going through during that time. So if you're going through circumstances, look past it. Nothing is impossible with God. With man, this is impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Why? Why was he able to do that? Because Abraham was was holding on into his unshakable hope. What is that unshakable hope? The promise of God. Verse 10, For he was looking forward to the city that has foundation, whose designer and builder is God. Now, for some of you, maybe you are like this. You're looking forward for the promise, for the future. That's why you're working hard now, right? But those hope can be shaken. Later on, our economy will be shaken. Because those are shakable hope. But for Abraham, he was looking at an unshakable hope. And that is the promise of God. He was not only looking forward for the city of of, of that Canaan, okay, Canaan, but he was looking forward to the city that is beyond this world. The city of God. He was looking forward that the day will come, even if I'm living in an uncomfortable life right now, and even if the the blessing of God will not arrive here. No, that's not my goal. My goal is to receive and experience the promise of God, which is not here on earth, but in eternity. Abram lived like a foreigner in his own land. Why? Because the homeland he was seeking was not Canaan. Canaan was the place where God told him to go. Even when he was in Canaan, he was not staying there. His mind was not there. His heart was not there. His faith was not there. His faith was in the promise that with all these things will be over, I will be with my God in the eternal city that place around me. Hebrews 11 says that, All this have died in faith, not having received things that promise, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers on the earth so even abraham and all those people the patriarchs isaac and jacob were not they say they did not receive the promise why because the promise that they were looking for was not the city that god told them to go but it's the city that they were looking forward things that they saw from afar, they acknowledged that they were just strangers in the kingdom of God. Uh, Strangers in that city. Why? Because their city is not there. The city they are looking forward for is the new city that God will tell them. Verse 16 says that, But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for them a city better than what this world can provide for them." What is that city? it's actually, he's talking about the New Jerusalem. That when all the mission of God, okay, will come, that's why he said, I prepare a city whose builder is God and His foundation is unshakable. The New Jerusalem is the culmination of God's redemption plan. When all of this right now will be over, okay, God will bring us into this new city that He built personally. That's something that we can look forward for. Even if you're sick today. Even if you're going through turmoils today. Even if you're living an uncomfortable life. Abraham was living an uncomfortable life. what, what, What made him stay in faith in the promise of God is not because the promise is not there. The promise is there looking forward. And that is to experience an inheritance that is eternal and live in a city that is not created by men, but in a city of God. Once God's mission on this earth is complete, the destiny of His followers is the heavenly city. To heaven. Question that I have for you, are you ready for it? Are you preparing for it? Are you also holding on to that promise? Or would you rather stay here on earth? Because the city of God is more than anything that this world could offer. Living by faith as God's people is living in the context of God's promise and mission. That's why if you know that you don't belong here, you will act as if you don't belong here, but you belong to God. That's why he says that Paul, yes, I might be here, but I'm not a citizen here. I'm a citizen of God. That's why I act just like a citizen of God. If Arik is a Filipino, you act like a Filipino. Even if you're not a Filipino. Why? You, you submit to the law of the land of this nation, right? And you also go through the laws and the culture, whatever the culture that you are in right now in that world. Now, if you know that you're not from here and you know that you belong to somewhere else, you will act as if you belong to that nation and live according to that. And live according to the promise of God. That's why I'm asking you, are you prepared to go there? Because the things that we're experiencing here right now, the blessing of God, the the joy in worshiping Him, that's only a foretaste of what we're going to experience in the heavenly city. The things that we go through here, even the blessings, the joy of of, of being with the Lord, that's not only, that's only a foretaste. Because there in the city, we will experience His beauty, His majesty and His glory. Well, God wants us to be blessed and provides all our needs. He is not trying to build a paradise of life or life of comfort, a bed of roses here on earth, but He is building His kingdom. He is building His kingdom and giving us all this blessing and all these resources and all these opportunities because He wants us to participate in building the kingdom. How? By preaching the gospel, going there to our friend and praying for that person so that that person will receive the kingdom of God and they will be part of this new kingdom which is the kingdom of God. He is giving us everything, every platform, every opportunity, everything here on earth is giving us all these resources not for the sake that we will enjoy it for our own but for others to see that God is good and they will know that God is good through you. Even if you're going through something. As we look forward to the eternal city of god as promised for us we should live our lives according to that promise by helping build god's kingdom here on earth i like your shirt there stay hungry for the lord and as you stay hungry okay ask the lord lord what do you want me to do which is my part how can i help build the kingdom because it's a privilege in the first place for me to be part of this kingdom. So I want to take my part because I'm preparing because there is a promise and there is a city that you have prepared for me. Today, my question for you is how do we look forward? As I ask uh, Josh here to come, look forward. How do we look forward? My friend, have faith wasn't the promise sometimes it's hard to look forward when a lot of things are going on to you right now in your situation it's hard for you to look for healing the promise of healing if you are sick especially with a very uh maybe cancer or maybe something that is impossible for you to heal but you know what i i have known a lot of people here even in this 5 p.m service even before there i've seen a volunteer was suffering for cancer but in his final life he was still praising and honoring the lord why because even in his pain he can still look forward healing may not come here but definitely healing will come will be there provision may not come here today but definitely in the kingdom of god there will be provision you will have a lot. Never-ending. You might be broken here emotionally. You might feel rejected, but there in the kingdom of God, you will be amazed at the glory of God. Amaze. How do we look forward? Hebrews 12, verse 1. After that, therefore, since we are surrounded by such great witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders us in the sin. Throw off everything that hinders you to walk towards the kingdom of God. Whatever that is, I don't know. But you know that. There are things that are holding you back. Things that will definitely disqualify us to go to the kingdom of God. So that we can run with perseverance. The rage marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That was communion was all about. Scorning his shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, look at him, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not give up, so that you will not go weary, so that you will still run. run And fight the good fight of faith despite what you're going through today. Because this is not about you. This is about Him who gave His life on the cross. That the moment we look at the cross, we see the promise coming to us. And lastly, how do we help build God's kingdom here on earth? Well, I said it earlier. There are three things that I can help us. One of the things that we do here in in every nation is to advance His kingdom not only here in the city, not only in this nation, but even in every nation. You know what? We can pray for nations to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. There are a lot of nations go out there who doesn't know Jesus Christ. That's why we're sending missionaries and for the fact, we have already 200 Filipinos, missionaries in 80 countries today. Some of them in creative access nations that when the government will find out that they were there as a missionary, their lives is at stake. Pray for them. And you can, secondly, is that I say this pray, give, but you can give also for the kingdom of God. We have this pledge right now in your seats or even in your envelope that you can write on and pray for, you know what? It takes money to bring people to another nation, right? It takes money to advance the kingdom of God. Not that money is the answer, but faith in God who provides all things for us is the answer. We have supporting missionaries. One of them is we have from Bacolod in Pakistan right now in pakistan imagine that god is doing great things through them right now why because this is not about them it's about god who promises yes and amen for us and lastly you can go you go preach the gospel go to another nation if that's god was calling you not maybe in minister but maybe to work there because God wants to bring the gospel there through you. I may not know. I don't know. That's why we have 10 Days Missions team. So that we will see also and allow people to experience what it is going to other nations to preach the gospel. Let me end in this scripture. A promise that God gave to John in Revelation chapter 7, verse 16 says this. This is the city where we're going to live. In the end in eternity this is what we are going to experience we shall hunger no more neither thirst anymore the Sun shall not strike us nor any scorching heat for the lamb who is Jesus Christ in the midst of the throne will be our shepherd and he will guide us through the springs of living water and God will wipe away every tears from our eyes you may be going through a tough times today. day and I tell you, God will personally wipe every tears of our eyes when we get there. Every tears of our eyes, not only that. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord Jesus Christ. Almighty in the Lamb, the city has no need for sun and moon to shine on it, for the glory of God give its light in its Lamb and in the Lamb what we're experiencing here today, the presence of God. We're going to experience that 24-7 every day of our lives. No more tears. No more pain. Only Him. Glory of God. Let me just lift our hands to the Lord. I pray you give us the faith to believe. Faith, Lord, to see and pass our circumstances. I may not know what they go through today. I may... We may all go through tough times today, but Lord, these are just temporary. Later on, we will see your promise, the promise that only you can give, the promise of joy, the promise of security, the promise of everlasting life, eternal life, only can be found on Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that as we go out of this place, we all will we all of us will always look forward by fixing our eyes on jesus christ and have faith in what he has done on the cross the body has he has given the blood that he has shed can give us this eternal life starting now with him lord give us peace Give us joy as we go out of this place. May the Lord bless us and keep us. Make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up your countenance upon us. Give us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Thank you for your time. See you again next Sunday. Bring your friends with you especially those nag-party on a Saturday night. Alright? See you, guys! Woo!